Greetings and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. You know, as artists, we're all inspired by things around us, and I'm always curious about the things that inspire other artists, especially the artists that I admire. I've found that learning about what inspires others often leads me down interesting paths, ones that I may not have walked if I hadn't learned about them. For example, I was reading about Ray Bradbury, one of my favorite authors and an amazing storyteller. In his book, Zen and the Art of Writing, he notes that a lot of his inspiration comes from his childhood. Memories of things he did, stories he was told, his childhood loves and fears. Reading about this got me to consider my childhood more closely, the adventures I had, how my imagination ran wild on those long days when I was alone and wandering the woods on my uncle's dairy farm. These reminiscences ended up becoming the basis of several of my short stories. Inspiration is often described in ethereal terms, like inspiration striking like a bolt of lightning, or how artists often have to wait for inspiration to knock on the door. It makes it seem like inspiration is some wispy ghost that's difficult to capture, that one has to wait for it to appear, to conjure up out of the dark recesses of our minds. Luckily, that's not entirely true. For me, inspiration can come just out of nowhere. I've been doing something mundane, brushing one of my dogs or chopping carrots in the kitchen, and suddenly have a great idea for a story. I love that feeling I get when an idea pops into my head like that. It's like a mini endorphin rush. But that doesn't happen very often. Usually, I seek out inspiration. I discovered a long time ago that I can make my own inspiration by keeping an open mind, by exploring, by learning. I learned there's a difference between waiting for it and looking for it. While waiting for it is easy, looking for it's a little more fun. So, where do I find inspiration? Everywhere. Seriously. I mean, I can find inspiration for a story pretty much everywhere I look. For example, I obviously find inspiration in the things I read. While I write fiction, I don't always read fiction. Sure, other fiction authors can impress me with their narrative skills, story structure, characterization. But I also like to read genres like history, science biographies, autobiographies. Science, of course, inspires a lot of the stories I write. I had once read an article about a Japanese scientist who was working on a way to harvest the energy of the sun with orbital solar farms. Not long before that, I had rediscovered an old book I had shoved to the back of my bookshelf that was about Native Americans who lived on the Great Plains. These two things, an article about orbital solar panels and a book about Native Americans, inspired me to write my short story, Sunwalker, which, incidentally, was published a few years ago in Space and Time magazine. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little humble brag every now and then. The same thing can be said about music. Music always inspires me. For my sci-fi fix, I'll listen to Blue Oyster Cult or maybe Rush. The mood of the songs, the lyrics, they get my brain working, thinking about the things they're singing about. Black Sabbath has a song, Neon Nights. They got me thinking about a sort of sci-fi fantasy mashup, electronic knights who ride robotic steeds. That ties back in with the reading I've done on the Crusades, the religious wars that occurred in the 11th, 12th, and 13th centuries. A little pinch of music, a dash of medieval history, and suddenly I have the makings of a story.
But it's not necessarily music lyrics that get me thinking. Sometimes it's simply the creativity involved in making the music. One of my favorite artists is Bjork, the Icelandic singer and songwriter. She tends to write about love and relationships and her turmoil. And while I love her voice, it's her creativity that inspires me. Her music and the related videos, they're beautifully strange and exotic. Listening to her, watching her on the screen, it makes me wonder what I'm capable of doing. I see how brave she is and going all out with her visions and her ideas that it makes me feel comfortable enough to push the envelope with my own work. Of course, I'm also interested in what inspires the people who inspire me. Frank Zappa is a good example here. Again, another artist, a musician, who was brilliant and wasn't afraid to be weird. Zappa once mentioned in an interview that he was inspired by the classical composer Igor Stravinsky. Now, I'm not overly familiar with classical music, but based on this interview, I went out and picked up a couple of CDs of Stravinsky's music. I was blown away. I mean, I'm not an aficionado of classical. I don't understand all the nuances. But I can still be carried away by the music, the tones and tempos, the emotion it conveys. If it weren't for Zappa, I probably wouldn't have paid any attention to Stravinsky. But now that I'm aware of this great composer and the music he wrote, I've found that having it play while I'm writing stimulates my imagination. Plus, I find it kind of cool that someone that inspired one of my favorite artists is now inspiring me. It's like Zappa and I have some kind of connection. So books and music are the two biggest points of inspiration for me. But there are other things, too. Paintings have inspired me to write. In uh, other podcast episodes, I've mentioned my love for the surrealists. Dali, Magritte, Kalo. They've all inspired me to look to my dreams for ideas. Their imagery, the use of color, shape, nightmares, and dreamscapes has inspired so much of my darker, weirder fiction. The painting, The Scream, by Monk, if I pronounce that correctly, was one of the inspirations for a dystopian novel I'm drafting. But not the figure out front and center. It was the background that inspired me. The, uh, the the dark, scary, dystopian colors that look like the end of the world. Here's a fun fact. I recently learned that the title of the painting, The Scream, doesn't refer to the figure holding his hands to his ears with his mouth open. Apparently, and I feel dumb for not realizing this, the figure is covering his ears because the world is screaming. That gives the painting an entirely new meaning for me. It makes it even more appropriate as the inspiration for my novel. I can also find inspiration in places, like the beach. I love the beach. I grew up on the beach. I love to sit near the water with the wind blowing in my hair and the sound of the surf rolling in, the gulls squawking as they search for food. And to clarify, I'm talking about a deserted beach or one that isn't crowded. Here in North Florida, we have a few isolated patches of a coastline that are great for having some time to myself to watch the water and let my mind wander. I don't know what it is about the salt water and the wind that inspires me to write. And the interesting thing is that I may sit on the sand for a while with, my sun, with the sun on my face and the smell of salt in my nose, then go home and write a horror story. <laughs> the most calm and serene environment doesn't necessarily inspire a serene story. <laughs> the setting allows my mind to wander off to wherever it feels like going, and I let it. Nature in general gets into my head and stimulates the creative part of my mind. 
taking my dogs for a walk in the park, hiking the trails under the hanging moss and the branches of the live oak, skipping stones on a pond, or simply sitting on my back porch and watching the brown thrashers and cardinals flittering in the bird bath. It's all inspiring. I can see two birds mixing it up, and it makes me think of dinosaurs fighting while the sky burns. Or maybe I see a carp flick its tail in the shallow water of a pond and think about some weird deep-sea creature rising from the depths. I find it interesting that such idyllic, peaceful settings can still inspire me to write stories about space creatures and eldritch horrors. But that's the thing about inspiration. It's not black and white. I don't have to read a book on vampires to be inspired to write a vampire story. I can see a piece of wood, a broken branch, on the side of a hiking trail and think about it being driven through the heart of a vampire. Or hell, I can watch one of my mutts trying to show dominance to a flock of geese and think about werewolves. But don't get me wrong here, I'm not always writing dark fiction. In fact, I've been known to delve into other genres of writing. Over the years, my partner has inspired me to write reams of poetry. Not just about love, but about our relationship in general, or about our pets. She's inspired me to write dirty limericks and silly little roses or red verses. She's even inspired me to write erotica, which has allowed me to branch out from the stuff I usually write. Other members of my family have inspired me to be myself, to embrace my creativity, to explore what's possible. My mother, for example, always encouraged me to write, even when she didn't understand what it was I was writing about. In turn, her encouragement has also inspired me to encourage others. When it comes down to it, I guess you could say that everything inspires me, or that I'm inspired by everything I see, hear, feel, experience. I find it amazing to look back to when I was just starting to get serious about writing and think about how I struggled to find inspiration. I thought I had to wait for it, that it was starting, it was something my muse would bestow upon me if I was worthy, that I needed to be anguished and edgy and bleed for my art. That, my friends, is nativity at its worst. To me, it's sad that I didn't know better. I think that I missed out on a lot of opportunities to write because I was too blind to see that inspiration was all around me. Now that I'm a little older and hopefully wiser, I can see what I was missing. Ideas are everywhere, all around me. I can find something to write about just by scanning the newspaper, reading a history book, watching a movie, strolling through an art gallery, or listening to music. And the reason I wanted to talk about where I find my inspiration is because I want to inspire you. I want you to be able to do the same thing, to find inspiration and ideas everywhere you look. I want you to be able to see the forest and the individual trees, the birds singing on the branches, the squirrels rooting through the underbrush. And I want you to see a story there. Maybe it's a story about the birds and the squirrels. Or maybe it's a story about magic. Or maybe it's a story about some dark creature that lives under the tree roots. Or maybe it's a romance about two lovers lost on a hike. I want you to see stories everywhere. And for those who aren't writers, it still applies to you. You can find inspiration on it in a sunset, in the turquoise waters of the ocean, the yellow hue of a desert. It's all around us. We just have to see it. For this week's closeout, I'd like you to list the top three things that inspire you. It doesn't matter what they are. Don't spend time thinking about it. Top three things that come to mind. Now that you have that, create something based on each of those three sources of inspiration. 
Again, it doesn't matter what. Write a poem, a story, an essay. Paint something. Sketch something. Write a song. Take a photo. Don't overthink it. List your top three inspirations, then cut loose and see what you can come up with. Ideally, you should create something for each of the items on your list, but you can combine them if it works out that way. The point is to find inspiration and act on it. Have fun. Be silly. Be dangerous. And most of all, be creative. Thank you for listening, and I hope I was able to inspire you a little bit. Feel free to drop me a line via the contact form on my website, richardbiz.com, or catch me on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the podcast, suggestions for future shows, or to share your creativity. Until next episode, cheers.